0: Hi, i Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because we have terrible taste, and you should too. <laughs> uh, today we'll be going over episode three, Kimber's Rebellion. Uh, I,
1: I can't even begin to go over what happened last episode. There was too much. Uh, last episode, basically, um, there were a bunch of explosions. There was a house fire... And then there was a yacht, which has resulted in probably further explosions, maybe. Except for we won't find out until this episode. People, people flew several
0: feet with light nudges. There was there was heavy machinery that almost killed people. There was a millionaire who had to go along with his verbal agreement. Uh, <laughs> the only two black characters hooked up, and Ashley got thirty dollars for the honor jar. <laughs> By swindling some glam rockers. (laughs) (laughs) That kid's going places. So, all of that aside, we start the episode with, like, the exact same shot where Rio and Jerrica are on a
1: yacht that's about to hit an oil tanker. The captain of the ship, who was driving it previously, has to run back up there and take over where Pizzazz left off, and he grabs it, and they just tank yard to port, and so the boat starts leaning dramatically to the side, and, uh, we have Jerrica, well, slash Jim, toppling over the edge and Rio having to grab her and hold on. Yeah, and this, this, this boat is so far to the side that I am surprised it
0: just has not capsized completely. Like, you can't yank the steering wheel of a boat and not just fall over. At the speed you know? it is going? I mean, that thing is like, <laughs> that thing's dead. You know what? They just
1: end up surfing along the side of the oil tanker, because that's a thing you can do. <laughs> The best part is after the, oh, Rio, and the dramatic hugs and everybody being like, Jerrica, are you okay? The Countess is like, I'm going to get those misfits if it's the last thing I do. And Kimber's response is, oh, don't worry about it. When we win the contest, they'll be proven wrong. Oh, my God. She's like, I have half a mind to call the Coast Guard and have them brought in, which, (laughs) do
0: that. Do that thing. That is sweet. That sounds like a great idea. They got away in a little boat. So yeah, and then Roxy is like, "Hey, thanks for the hors d'oeuvres." And then she pops in. I swear to God, she pops a poker chip into her mouth. Yeah, they. Might, I mean, Roxy is illiterate, so she cannot tell the difference between poker chips and hors d'oeuvres. I guess. So like, they just kind of they just kind of leave. Yeah, they're fine. Don't bother. When we win the contest, we'll have the last laugh. That that is law. That is a law in this world. So, meanwhile, the Starlight girls are, like, talking about Gem and the Holograms because it's been, like, what would you say at this point, 48 hours, maybe? Yeah. Since the band popped up, and they're all freaking obsessed with them because they helped them put on a concert. And you can tell Ashley is just bound for trouble because she doesn't like Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> <laughs> and also she got the $30 for the honor jar.
1: And uh, we've got the black girl who later dates Michael Jackson wannabe, and uh, she's like, where did you get the money? And Ashley's like, it doesn't matter where, I got the money. And there's this big fight over it. Which it doesn't, it, She, you know, she never said, she's like, how you got the
0: money, it's just as important as getting. And it's like, stop moving the goalposts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this was not discussed beforehand. This was not part of our of our abiding verbal agreement. Which are incredibly important in this post-apocalyptic future. It's the only law there is. It is. If you can't stand by your word, then you can stand on nothing.
0: (laughs) In this, in this other grim future, uh, we also, this is also a world where apparently guitar straps do not exist. Nope. Because we see both the holograms and the misfits performing and they are just holding the guitar up. With their left hand and just sort of hugging it under their armpits with their right and <laughs> strumming and I, I wish I knew how to make gifts because it is frankly astounding. <laughs> this is also a moment where you have Rio like tell them that give them some notes on like that was a little slow. Can you do it faster? And Rio, what is your job? Is there anything he's not supposedly doing? Is he just like this band's entire staff in one dude? I was under the impression Rio was their audio engineer, but he's also an electrician and their band manager. And look, first off, my brother's an audio engineer. Rio looks nothing like an audio engineer. <laughs> Dude needs plaid. Dude needs some headphones. Dude probably needs some glasses. I mean, Rio, Rio has every job here except for like some random schmuck in the recording studio. He is, I mean, he's always, like, in when they do concerts, he's always at the light and soundboard. What does he do? What are his skill sets? We don't know. He's just there to be Jim Jericho's boyfriend. <laughs> so the Misfits, first off, let's go over the fact that, I mean, you would think that maybe one of them would have a bass guitar, but the Misfits set is made up entirely in the recording studio of guitar, guitar, keytar. Yep. <laughs> no drums, no bass, no nothing. They're rebels, they don't need a bass <laughs> Straight up one of the best decisions in, in not only adding, uh, not only adding a fourth member of the band early in, in the IDW comic book, Gem and the Holograms, uh, also they said, this person plays drums. <laughs> they play drums. They have a drummer. They need a drummer. But they need a lot of other things too, because like, so, so like, Shayna's boyfriend, who is a music video director, I guess, he's like, we're going to take you guys to Paris and record a music video. And they're all like, Paris. And Pizzazz, meanwhile, is like, why can't we go to someplace nice like Paris to record a music video? And, and Eric Raymond leans in and says like, because Pizzazz, there's only so much money I can embezzle before I can, all- there's only so much money I can embezzle from Starlight music. Which, why is he embezzling money from the company to pay for things that the company should already be paying for?
1: Who knows? It's a business expense. And then on top of that, like, as soon as he says this, we fade out of, like, the misfits, and we come back onto to Eric Raymond drawing Zipper in again, the guy who placed the errant bomb and set the house on fire, and he's like, here's your tickets to Paris.
0: Why is that embezzling? <laughs> Why is that not embezzling? And- <laughs> Why is getting money for Starlight House not embezzling?
1: I, I posit, again, the post-apocalyptic future scenario.
0: What what law is this? What verbal agreement decided this? <laughs> but it doesn't matter, because Zipper's going to Paris, and so are we. Although, I, all these scenes in Paris, if Jem were really in Paris, she would be spending every scene, like, getting mobbed by catcallers and guys who want to sell her novelty lighters. That's Paris. Paris is, is strangely devoid of... of guys trying to sell you novelty lighters instead there's pretty much just zipper who is super sexually aggressive here. Yeah, it's it's really creepy. Like Kimber's walking down the street and Zipper's like come on right into my hands with like little grab grabby gestures. She even calls her sweetheart. It's it is so messed up. And and the reason Kimber is walking away here is because she is suddenly jealous. Basically, they're shooting Jericho, right? Or Jem, because it's Jem and the holograms, and Kimber is suddenly like, wait a minute. I hate this. I mean, she's 18, I guess she's the emotional one? I don't know. <laughs> Rio comes to talk to her, and he's like, hey, stop being jealous, this kind of happened in like a couple of seconds, this is weird. Uh, and Kimber nearly tells Rio that Jem is Jericho. But Shayna and Aja stop her. And then we have, like, the only time in the entire series that the characters actually talk about this weird thing that's going on. It's, it's totally crazy. They're like, Rio has a right to know, Camber does. And Shayna's like, maybe he does. But that's up to Jerrica. And, and I just, I don't know how to feel about that. Like, you know, on the one hand, you know, ovaries before broveries. On the other hand... This seems like you should just be looking at Jericho and saying, yo, you need
1: to tell your boyfriend about this before it gets weird. This is going to get real weird. Yeah, this is going to get real weird whenever he thinks he's cheating on you and he doesn't want to talk about it and you don't want to talk about it. And
0: Why did you even approach him in your yeah. persona anyway? You're, I don't know what's happening here. And yeah. you're both kind of doing really dumb stuff right now and maybe sort this out, but they don't really push. They don't really push at all. It doesn't matter. It's whatever. Twilight
1: in Paris. Yep, Twilight in Paris, where we watch uh, Jim walking through Paris and seeing images of Rio everywhere.
0: Like, this is a weird thing in these music videos. Rio keeps showing up, and it kind of, like, it's, it's weird because some of these music videos seem like they're, like, actual canon music videos. But Rio's in all of these. All of them. Rio is apparently supposed to be the hot guy that she's thinking about or wanting to, like, <laughs> marry or when they're mermaids or something.
1: It's weird. And uh, at the end of this particular music video, um, it's when we have zipper step in again to do another disaster and he uh, breaks a gargoyle off and sends it toppling straight down towards the uh, gym and the holograms. Zipper
0: is murderous. Zipper <laughs> is perpetually trying to kill them like the first the first time he was like scare them a little and the second time he was like plan a bomb to scare them a little, it's like look, <laughs> attempted murder once shame on me. <laughs> attempted murder twice, shame on Eric Raymond.
1: <laughs>
0: so they all get out of the way, but I, I believe that was another commercial break right there, yeah, is the gurgle of all screaming. Right, Gem could <laughs> die anytime, by the doll now.
1: We come back, and they all get out of the way, of course, and Aja looks up and goes, that was no accident. And we see Zipper's outline, and we zoom up there, and he turns, and he runs across, and he does a beautiful little, like, ballet jump. Across building to building, and he does it like three times. That's just clearing his hands and arms out, and and he looks so graceful and beautiful, like a swan. Like
0: I was able to get a screenshot of it. He's amazing. <laughs> uh, and the best part is, like again, Aj is the only one who is taking charge here because Rio is clutching Gem to his bosom, and and he's just like bleeding out. So close, so <laughs> close. And Gem's like, Rio, don't let me go. <laughs> So I was just like, well, that aside, maybe we should actually do something. So you may remember that Ashley got $30 for the honor jar from swindling the misfits,
1: right? We reopen on Ashley heading to try and find the misfits, and she goes to a place called club. It's a pretty sleazy bar,
0: and there's a <laughs> bouncer there. And the, bar- the bouncer's actually a really good guy, because he's like, no, you can't come in here. You're like 10! What's happening here? <laughs> but the misfits show up and they're like, you know what? You're a misfit now. Join the band. You're part of it. And I, and I just, I want, I want to remember this because there's a character later this is going to be relevant for. It was that easy for her to join the misfits. <laughs> just keep that in mind. We'll get to it at some point.
1: And, uh, what is great is, it, it's a nice show of character here because we've got Roxy and Pizzazz who are just like, yeah, you're part of the misfit. She shoved people out of the way. There's none of this please and thank you stuff. And meanwhile, you take glasses like, of water that are complimentary from the tray.
0: <laughs> Were they water? It looked kind of like like milk or White Russians or something.
1: I, I would go with milk probably. And there's a and meanwhile, Stormer is like, "Are you okay, little girl? Is everything okay?" Stormer has the best reaction to a ten-year-old girl trying to storm into a tow bar. Where are your parents? But you know, it's
0: okay. She's a misfit now. They take a chair and Eric and Ashley's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And turn to the dark side of glam rock by like getting a Brooklyn accent that lasts about the five seconds that that are left in the scene. So like, that's amazing. And then the holograms come back from Paris and the misfits. Well, Eric Raymond's actually been doing his job, which is to be a CEO of a record company, not a publicist. But I guess he's also a publicist. Because the misfit stuff is everywhere. And in order to get around that, it's time for a music video and to get a whole bunch of
1: orphans to do labor for us. Getting down to business, Jim and the Holographs. Is it really called Getting Down to Business? Yeah. Yes, it is.
0: This is actually one of the songs that gets stuck in my head a lot. I don't know why. It's not, like, great. And, like, the montage they have of them, like, doing stuff, like getting down to said business by putting up posters isn't great. Maybe it's the fact that it involves this, like, blonde guy who basically explodes because he's so excited he just got an XXL-sized hot pink gem t-shirt at a concert. <laughs> and there's one other thing in this music video I, I want to point out. It's the fact that Shane is the drummer, right? Shane is wearing a, a pretty, you know, a relatively short dress. Yeah. What does a drummer have to do in order to properly play their (laughs) instrument? Spread their legs. They have to spread their legs and ground themselves. So what they do in these little like bits in this music video for Shania to play drums is that she's basically perched on this teeny tiny little stool. She's got her legs clutched tightly together. (laughs) She's just sort of like from the wrist. She's just sort of keeping her arm, her elbows at her side, and waving her wrists around on these little electronic drums. (laughs) <laughs> as far as I can tell, she can't even hit, like, she can't do anything with her feet. There's there's nothing. There's nothing. She is an ineffectual drum player.
1: <laughs> and I love it. And uh, after after our getting down to business, Kimber charges in to uh, yell at Eric Raymond. He was writing
0: like, on his desk at this point. Yeah, was Maybe there's supposed desk. to be a paper there, but he's super writing on his desk when she
1: comes in. <laughs> And uh, she yells at him. She's like, you need to get the misfits to stop being dicks. And he's like, I've tried controlling the misfits and no luck there. If only I had someone sweet and lovely and beautiful like you, Kimber. And then he shoves his hand into her face. <laughs> too much face touching. Way too much face touching. It's very creepy. I think he's supposed to be like sort of touching her cheek
0: here, but with the distance between them, it's, as far as I can tell, he just sort of gently paps the back of his hand on her nose. So you know he's like you should join my band you should go solo and Kimber's like ah and runs away. Also, I I feel important. It's important to point out in this scene, Kimber does not know how to pronounce holograms. Nope. She says holograms. Uh Yeah, you'll notice that throughout the series, not only do we have some trouble with holograms sometimes, but also uh Jerica's voice actress can't seem to pronounce the word very. Uh, it's very very. very. Thank you very much. I just want you to be aware of that going forward, Kit. (laughs) I will never be able to unhear it. Very. I'm very glad about that. So speaking of Jim, Lindsay calls, and her name is actually L-I-N hyphen capital Z. And Lindsay doesn't know how to pronounce holograms either. Nobody can pronounce holograms. It's all holograms. But she wants them on her show, maybe so they can figure out how to pronounce it. But, like, she can only do one and like, oh, I don't know, it's, 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 she just wants to do one person because I guess they start recording live in, like, ten minutes? (laughs) And what happens, you know, Kimber and Jam get into a fight of this because, over this, because of course they do. And at one point, Kimber's like, you know what? And then Jerrica, like, shakes her head really slowly for, like, five seconds and then says, no! (laughs) It's like she's never heard a rhetorical question before. It's another one of those lines written from inside the sensory deprivation tank. Well, apparently they also designed the rock and roaster in a sensory deprivation tank, because Kimber decides to go solo. She takes the car, and she turns it on by turning on the radio. And she just straight-up carjacks the rock and roaster.
1: And she drives away, and there's a focus briefly on the rearview mirror, and you see her starting to cry a lone tear. And we zoom back over to Jerrica, who goes, Oh, Kimber! And her face is off-collar from her hands, and she just kind of, Her head flaps back as she says the words in a very not-a-way-ahead (laughs) move.
0: Oh, man. So, like, they have to go get Kimber back, and then Jeric is like, I don't know, it's got to be the whole band or nothing, and Lindsay's like, okay, that's fine. I don't actually care, it turns out. So, like, they basically, they they get Kimber on the radio, and they're like, we love you, Kimber. Come to the station and be on television. And then she's like, oh, okay. So her, so the eponymous Kimber's rebellion actually lasts maybe about a second? Kimber like pulls an illegal U-turn too, in the middle of the road, like turns around and goes, I think back to the mansion. And it's like, you know, she's she carjacking, illegal U-turns, is Kimber just an honorary misfit at this point? <laughs> So, so Lindsay is shooting her show because Kimber's on her way and, uh, and so she is sitting down at the teeny tiniest desk in the world. Like, have you seen those, those pictures of like the, uh, of the old Spider-Man cartoon where he's just sitting at J. Jonah Jameson's desk and he looks like he's just kind of sitting on his knees? This is how Lindsay is sitting. And, 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 uh, in order to sort of bring us because they're going to do a live recording. She was only going to have a brief interview for one person, and now I guess she shoved all the other acts to the side because they set up a show. They're gonna have a whole freaking song, and it <laughs> is our third gem and the hologram song of the episode. There's no misfits this episode. I am yeah. mad as heck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad as heck and I'm not gonna take it anymore. I am. It is PG in here, but I am mad. <laughs> but it's this song. It's this song called I've Got My Eye On You. Which is creepy. She's got her eye on Rio and she keeps pointing directly at him. Just this giant spectral Jerrica or Jem stalking Rio. Like, let, let's let's look at the lyrics here. Hey, babe, I've got my eye on you and I'm watching your every move. <laughs> like the police saw that and went, whoa, that's too much. <laughs> Maybe we pull it back a little.
1: And the fun thing about this music video is it also comes after an argument between Jerica and Rio. Rio's like, I can't be your manager. anymore. Uh, uh, I can't be the manager anymore. And, and Jerica's like, no, baby, I need you. We miss you. We can't replace you. And then we have this song. And he's like, well,
0: emotional problem averted, I guess. <laughs> I
1: guess I'll just kiss both of them.
0: Interesting note here. Kimber writes all the songs. Kimber is the songwriter for this band. The sole songwriter. Is, I've Got My Eye on You, a warning? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel it's super important to keep in mind for all of these songs that Kimber writes every single one. So, so the misfits
1: show up. As you do. As, as they always do. And they just kind of shove themselves onto the couch.
0: It's cool. There's like, they, they, they just, they barge in. It's amazing. <laughs> Rio is terrified. And Rio and some of the camera crew try to escort the misfits out. Because nobody has bouncers. There is no security presence anywhere in this post apocalyptic future. They had like one guard on the door that got taken out by a 10 year old girl. That's it. So she like, so Pizzazz again does like this weird superpower thing where she lightly elbows Rio and he goes flying. Yeah, she takes Rio down with that elbow. But he, he like hits a stack of amps. He's dead now, and then everything's on fire because <laughs> again, <laughs> because the entire studio's made of paper. I guess <laughs> everything is on fire again. That hitting some amps starts a fire, and then the entire studio is on fire.
1: And then a light falls over and it
0: explodes, and and then Jerica and, and then Jerica is about to die again. Again, to be continued. More fire. more explosions more death more murder more misfits this freaking show you guys (laughs) so so like gem's about to be hit by fire or or something on fire it doesn't really matter she's about to die again crushed to death by burning audio equipment yeah and that's to be continued we don't know. Will Jerrica escape another over-the-top disaster? Or is Ashley going to turn to the dark side and steal more complimentary glasses of water and small amounts of cash? <laughs> is anyone going to press charges on the Misfits? We don't know. <laughs> Find out next time. So, until next time, dear listeners,
1: <laughs>
0: I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this, this has been the Gem Jam. For two wrongs, don't make an outrageous... <laughs> Oh, my God.